to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The new year should bring new opportunity for what? Change. We should examine ourselves at this time of year to assess what needs to change in our lives. Look at somebody say, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. There's another passage in the Bible that said, if you would examine yourself, then you won't have to be examined. You won't have to be judged by God when, when he's speaking of the Holy Communion. If a man would examine himself, so if you would take care of it, then you don't have to get exposed and deal with it like that. Right. Look at somebody say, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Man, I mean, we should, we should always be able to examine ourselves and look at ourselves and say, you know what, I need to change this before someone has to come and correct us. Right. Amen. But if we don't examine ourselves, then God is going to send someone to come to correct us. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves to see if your faith is really genuine. Test yourselves. If you cannot tell that Jesus Christ is among you, it means you have failed the test. He's talking to the church at Corinth saying, test yourself. The beginning of the year is a good time to go on a fast and work on the things that we know we need to improve. Amen. But this requires, see, wisdom and a desire to receive correction from God. So in order to work on things, it requires wisdom. Mm -hmm. That means you have to know something about what you're working on. You have to know what the word says. You have to be able to receive correction. A desire to receive correction. Why do we come to church? We come to church to fellowship. But the main reason we are to come to church is to receive what? Instruction. And instruction from God is correction. Am I right? That's what church is for. So if you can't receive correction from God, then why do you come to church? Amen. Anyone that is not able to receive instruction and correction, they'll sit in church and be a ticking time bomb. Ready to mess something up because they're not in here for the right reason. The minute the light of God shine on them or the minute correction come or instruction come, they're ready to go. And they go from church to church. Looking for a church where they don't have to receive correction. You might as well just go to Catholic Mass, Jack. Hey, man, go to sleepy. I call that sleepy time service. Boy, Catholic Mass, I mean, oh, I wish I could go in there today so I could just sleep. Oh, that's the best sleep ever. Oh, man. No correction, nothing. Just, I don't even know what they're doing. Just sleep. 
Time to go to sleep. But yeah, that's what church is about. And you know up in ABC, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be about correction and instruction. Amen? Amen? For me and for everyone in here, that's what we do here. So if, you're, if you ever get to, I, you know, I, I mean, I just don't want to receive this or don't want to hear that, then you're going to have a problem in here. Because that's what we do in here. Amen. Proverbs 10 and 8 says, The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall what? won't receive correction they'll fall every time because they will not receive commandments from the word of God when we do not examine ourselves then we cannot get free from the struggles that plague our lives year after year and it's a sad state to be in when you cannot examine yourself when you think you're right and you think you're always right and you can't look at yourself and find and, and find out what's wrong, then you'll never correct it. You have to be able to examine yourself. If you can't examine yourself, then you cannot get free from the from the struggles that plague your life year after year. Seems like some folks ought to get tired of the same thing happening over and over messing their lives up right when they're right on track doing good they always fall back remember i did the lesson i think it was was an identity crisis in the seasons when i talked about they just taking that step and you're about to just walk right into the blessing is that seasons can't do it i mean foot almost in the door can't do it Right, I mean, you, it's, it's happened at four or five different churches under five or six different ministries right when God is getting ready to do it. Do something. Can't do it. That's because you can't examine yourself. Find out what the real problem is. Amen. The real problem. It puzzles me sometimes how people can go through the same thing so many times at all these different churches and still blame people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this has happened before. And it's, but it's everybody's fault. Well, yeah, because he at this church, this happened. Then at this one, this happened. And then when I, this girl, this happened. And then this, this wife, this happened. And then the second wife, this happened. You know, I'm like, dude, you can't see that it's you? Are you crazy? If it keeps happening all the time, guess who it is? It's you. You the problem. Three different husbands. They just don't understand me. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> it's you. Everywhere I go, I'm misunderstood. No, man. You crazy. <laughs> this keeps us in bondage to issues from our past and hinders our ability to be what? If you can examine yourself, it will hinder your ability to be corrected. Did you hear me? If you're not able to correct yourself, that will hinder your ability to be corrected by someone else. It will. If you're not able to say, my bad, I'm sorry, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to hinder your ability to hear it from someone else. Yeah. You got to first be able to deal with yourself in order for someone else to deal with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You have to purposely decide to correct yourself 
A lot of times you got to decide to forgive yourself. That's why a lot of people have pride and can't nobody correct them is because they haven't forgiven themselves and so they're living in denial. They think that they're okay. And so no one can correct them. But you have to first be able to examine yourself in order for someone to correct you. Galatians 5 and 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us what? Be not what? Entangled again. Year after year in the same yoke of what? Bondage. Bondage. If you can't be corrected, you're going to be entangled year after year in the same yoke of bondage. God has made you free. But you will be entangled year after year in the same yoke. And I don't want to be here and watch you do that to yourself. I want to see you mature and grow. Isn't that what church is for? I want to see you mature. I want to see your life different. The same mistakes you made when you first got here. You shouldn't be making those mistakes two years later. A person that cannot receive correction from the word will use the word when it's convenient. But never really apply the word to their lives. This is very important, y'all. Proverbs 13 and 18. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. But he that regardeth reproof shall be what? Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. It's like the prodigal son, the, the, the younger son, refused to follow the instruction of his father, decided to get his inheritance and go and squander it. And he met poverty and what? Shame. Shame. Yeah. And we, we deal with that a lot with EX Ministries because, like I was saying, I think last week, EX Ministries, people that are attracted to the kind of research and ministry that EX Ministries is, most of them are kind of militant. You know, militant, hardcore. Well, a lot of them are bullheaded. And you can't tell them nothing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them. Not all of them. We got wonderful followers and wonderful, you know, people like that. But a lot of them, because they have knowledge and understanding that they feel others don't have, it gives them some kind of entitlement. And they feel, you know, a lot of times that they can check and correct everybody. Then they can defy God's order. And so if a pastor is out of order, they can go and charge him up. Y'all laughing and I'm telling the truth here. <laughs> yeah, like they can just go in a church and stand up and just blow the whole thing up. Pastor, I got to say something. Th- th- what you're teaching is not right. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. <laughs> you may have knowledge, but you better learn when and you better learn how to respect those that God has put over a congregation. Amen. Amen. Even in a jacked up congregation, you go in there, you better hush or leave. Amen. I mean, if that man is the leader, he could be a flaming hot tamale. But if he's the pastor of that church, then just don't go there. Amen. But a lot of times we, we, we get knowledge, we become militant. And then we want to be, you know, we want to be something and ordain ourselves and stand up to elders and begin to rebuke elders and call out folks and that kind of thing. And you, that, that's not how it works. Just because you have the knowledge for you, the knowledge for you is for you and your family. But you don't go to a church and try to sit a pastor down. Amen. I know I'm talking to some folks in here. Yeah, yeah, because we have that problem in here. You know, I mean, 
Now, you know, I'm trying to pastor and, and folk in here try to charge me up with, you know, that. Let me, let me, let me, you know, now, now, wait a minute now. We're, we, we both brothers. Yeah, but I'm the pastor. Amen. That's right. That's right. I may be short. <laughs> But I'm no, if, if, if God put me over the congregation, man, you can't be charging me up. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I guess if I wore a collar or a robe or something, maybe I'd get a little more. You know what I'm saying? Right. But because I dress down and I'm, I'm a casual pastor, amen, I'm still the pastor. Amen. 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 And I keep telling folk, if you refuse instruction, poverty and shame. That means brokenness. You're going to be broke. And a terrible thing happened to men when they just stay broke. Their health get bad. Brokenness will make your health bad. Cashlessness will make you physically sick. Am I telling the truth? Amen. I've watched God, I've watched God take a low income. And multiply it to where a man is happy and sustained with a low income because he receives instructions. And then I've watched a man with the same income. Health just fail because he refuses instruction. His money won't add up to nothing. Car always break down. Always. Just car always broke down. I don't care how much anointed oil you try to put in there. Well, you, that ain't Valvoline. It, that that. Because you refuse instruction. My wife will tell you, when we, back in our cashlessness days, we were never hurting for stuff. Never. Wasn't hungry. No, and we was broke as jokes. But I would receive instruction. When a man of God would come to me and tell me, okay, look here now, this is what you need to do, G. Craig. You need to do this, what you find out you need. I would receive instruction. He would tell me, you know, you need to, you need to do this. You need to keep your mouth off of, the, off of folks. You need to do this or that. And I would receive the instruction from my leaders. Amen. Yes, I would. And I would entreat them as fathers. Amen. Because I didn't want to climb. And my, the, the pastor that I grew up on, he used to always say, he said, man, I mean, there's only one other way to go. You either receive my instruction or you're going to have to climb that hill. I said, what hill? He said, fool's hill. <laughs> fool's hill. That's the rough side of the mountain. Because <laughs> you won't listen to nobody. You won't receive instruction. You got to get to climbing that hill. And that's a rough hill to climb, Jack. It's rough. That means you got to learn it on your own. But he that will listen to reproof, that will receive rebuke and instruction, shall be honored. That means God will take the little bit and bless it. Try to show you how to start this year off right. Denying oneself to apply painful truth. How many of you know that sometimes truth is painful? How many of you know that sometimes these messages in here is painful? Sometimes you just want to get up and leave, don't you? Yes, you do. I see your faces. You want to stay home. Ooh, I just can't take a beating today. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to it on the radio today. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the truth is painful. But denying oneself to apply painful truth is the key to growth and maturity in Christ. If you can endure that pain, you will grow. Amen. If you can endure the potter throwing you down and breaking you up, 
then he's going to rebuild you and make you better. When we learn to receive rebuke, reproving, and chastisement from God, then we can overcome past issues. Hebrews 12 and 7. If ye endure chastening, chastening is basically a whipping. God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father, what? Yeah, what kind of son are you if the father won't discipline you? Then you're not a true son. Right? Does anybody like discipline? Has anybody gone up to their father and said, hey, daddy, I think I'd have one of those whippings you, 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 you're so good at giving. I think I'd like one of those today. Like, but you didn't do anything. Ah, but you know, that just kind of makes me feel close to you. Makes, makes me feel like your son. Come on, here, here you go. Does anybody do that? No. You love your father. The minute he pull out the bed. Ah! That's because nobody likes getting a whipping. The Bible can say chasing, dealing with as a son all it wants, but that hurts. So no one likes that, right? I'm trying to strengthen you in here, ABC. Amen. This is the year of the beatdown. No, it's not going to happen in here. It's going to happen out there. You're only getting prepared for it in here. If you can't deal with the instruction from God, then how are you going to stand up for stand up for him out there? You can't deal with the truth being preached and somebody trying to correct you in here. How are you going to deal with the opposition out there? When they tell you you can't get your check unless you accept the homosexual agenda. What you going to do? God's going to deal with us as a son by chastening us. Disciplining us. And sometimes it's going to hurt. and Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. But that is the process for God's people. In order for us to be able to stand up to the enemy. When we're out of here. When we leave this place, we're going to have to have some strength. I mean, you can't quit because you couldn't take the chastening. Oh, I'm leaving that church because I don't like the way he, I don't like that. Then you, you, you're not going to make it. If the chastening hurts you so bad that you quit, how are you going to deal with the world? Dysfunction in our past comes to cause distrust in us. And this makes it harder to accept the truth about ourselves when it comes from our leaders. Let me explain what I'm saying right here. I said this in one of the, tr- the Truth on Hip Hop videos years ago when God showed it to me. But the reason why God put a man in the home and a father in the home is for the, f- the, the family to learn honor and authority. And so when the father's missing from the home, it's hard for a man or a woman to understand authority. Right? So it makes them hard to relate to a God that they cannot see, God the Father, if they can't relate to the Father that they can see. Does that make sense? Without that example, it's hard for them to understand authority. So it's very, very hard for them to be corrected. Can I keep preaching? Y'all looking at me like, uh, yeah, it's hard for them to be corrected if they're not used to correction. So a lot of times they prefer females because they grew up under a woman. So they'll 
they'll marry a woman that's in charge. Usually a man in this situation. They want to work for a woman. They want women teachers. They want women all the time because they don't understand male or man authority or father authority. Yeah. And so when it comes to the word, the word can't correct them unless it comes at them the way they want it to. Because they have been used to in their lives making a decision to deny authority from a man. In other words, it's, it's always been optional. See, if the father isn't in their life and they go see him every now and then or they may not know him or whatever, then he may call them or something. Hey, son, you know, I know I haven't been in your life or whatever. Well, it's an option. Eh, I don't think I want to talk to you, daddy, because you ain't been here. It's optional. You see what I'm saying? So then God becomes optional. God's authority. So when somebody comes to correct them, nah, I think I'll pass on that correction. Did I just make sense in here? Oh, I know I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have that problem in here. When I come to certain brothers in here and I, I offer you instruction or correction, it's optional. Nah. I don't think I received that. That's because it was optional when you grew up. You don't have a relationship with your earthly father. I can tell usually by the men that grew up with their father by how they receive instruction from me or, or receive advice or whatever it is. I can tell what their relationship with their earthly father is like because if they, you know, if I tell them, hey, you know, the word says this, the word says that, and, and, and they consider me their pastor, then to say, ah, I think I'll opt out of that. Well, then that's because they're able, they were able to opt out of fatherly advice growing up. So authority and advice became optional. Amen? Does that make sense? Sure it does. Proverbs 15 and 32. He that refuses instruction despises his what? His own soul. But he that heareth reproof geteth what? See, that's the problem with our world today. That's why the devil made sure he took the man out of the home because if the man isn't raised in the home with a man, then it makes the Bible, God, Christianity, and all of that, it makes it Burger King. Have it your way. Take out the parts I don't like. Keep the parts I want. I'll just make me a spiritual whopper. Oh, your church, oh, you preached a whole burger. I don't like onions. I'm going to go to this other church. I don't want beer. I want light beer. Tastes great, but it's what? Yeah, just option. Everything's optional. Optional. Just optional. If we have lived a life where instruction and obedience to our father was optional, then we will many times opt out of the advice of our pastor and church leadership. So we got the elders in here, stood them up in here, stood them up here a couple of Sundays ago. And a lot, lot, lot of folks ain't going to go the route of the elders. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. You got a problem with me, something, you got a problem, you go to the elder. Folks ain't going to do that. They're going to pick up the phone and call those that's going to get on their side. Pick up the phone, send emails, going to, you know, start that discord. Because they're not going to go in the order that the church, because if they understood order, then they would have, whatever made them mad in the first place, they would have received that instruction. That's right. 
See, I can't give an amen. It, it, but instead of receiving the instruction, the pastor's wrong. So since the pastor's wrong, I got to start calling folk to tell them how wrong the pastor is. Well, the Bible said you can't even bring an accusation against, a, against an elder. And it said it for that very reason, because you're probably mad because the pastor offered you instruction. And you didn't want it. Am I making sense? Yeah. We got these elders here. All you got to do is call one of them and say, hey, brother, I think the pastor was wrong. And they'll say, okay, well, let's get the pastor and you and let's sit down and let's figure out what's right and what's, what's wrong. That's what any one of them would do. Yeah. You can't be calling the folks. I just want to see whose side you on. Whose side you on? What they really want to say is, I just want to see how weak you are. Because if you're weak, then I know I got you. But if you're strong, you're going to tell me to talk to the pastor. And I don't want to do that. Am I preaching in here? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because see, that, that's the test. That shows you who the real men are. Yeah, the real men, yeah. Somebody come to you with something about the pastor, be like, man, you need to talk to the pastor. That's right. yes, sir. Why are you telling me? Amen. That's what real men do. That's right. Hebrews 13 and 7. Remember your leaders who spoke God's message to you. I love this passage. Remember your leaders who spoke God's message to you. Semicolon. Remember your leaders who spoke God's message to you. See, what this quarter do, it'll make you forget all the wonderful things that you learned from a leader and make you immediately stop liking them. Got folks relocated and moved down here because the truth behind hip hop changed their lives throughout all their music, everything. Life was totally changed by the message. Discord just a little bit make you forget all of that and, and just stop liking him. Stop, just stop liking me. Just, I don't like him no more because he, he didn't wave at me when I, you know, just something, just something trivial. Something just that simple. But the Bible says, remember your leaders who spoke God's message to you. When you were down and out, going to die in sin, that leader spoke a word that changed your life. How you going to forget that? How you going to throw that out the window because somebody got mad at them? Remember your leaders. Reflect on the outcome of their lives and imitate their faith. This makes us impossible to teach and lead, and we become our own authority. Y'all, that's where all these old foolish religions come from. Right. Hebrew Israelite foolishness. Religions that make you God. 5% foolishness. You become your own authority. That means that you are governed by you. So no matter what the word says, you're able to do what you want to do and still be in good with God. No, no, you can't be your own authority. When you become your own authority, you're in trouble. You're going to have to listen to somebody. Amen. That's why we grow up in a house where we get whoopings and get told what to do. So we'll know how to do what we're supposed to do. Well, that constant training and teaching, it teaches them how to receive instruction. Yeah, you may have to whip them and pop them for a few years, but then after that, you don't even have to whip them anymore. Because they receive the instruction. The instruction is in them, so they know, nah, I better not go over there. But if they're not able to receive instruction, 
they become their own authority. That means that they're always to themselves. Trying to do whatever they want to do. The way they want to do it. And then always mad at the folks that offered them instruction. If you cannot follow God's chosen leaders, then you cannot follow God. Because God is going to lead through his leaders. There are some things you will never know unless a man tells you. There are some things you will not know unless you come in here and hear the pastor say it. Oh, see, I can't get amen. The minute you think, oh, I don't need that, I can, I can hear it. Okay, okay, okay. Then what you've done is you've basically said that there is no need for a pastor. So God, why did God ordain pastors? Why did he even choose them? Why did he even create the fivefold ministry if there's no need for them? If you can get that anywhere, then that's all right. We set in the order this year, I promise you. If you cannot follow God's chosen leader, yeah, it's, 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 yeah we're going to lose some folks. We're going to lose some folks, Brother Ken. We're going to lose them along the way because, see, they came here because they wanted a free-flowing atmosphere where everybody's say is, 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 is equal to everything. Man, there's no real leadership. Now, he, he preaches, but he ain't like a pastor. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm just like a pastor. Yeah, but if you cannot follow God's chosen leaders, how many of you believe God chooses leaders? You believe your pastor was chosen to lead this church? Do you really believe that? Well, if you can't follow the leader, then why are you here? Amen. That's right. Ain't like I'm coming and making you do something crazy. Carry my iPad now. Carry it now. Now bow down when you carry it. I, mean, I ain't doing no mess like that. You didn't bring me any food today, sister. Well, where's my greens? I thought I thought I'd, every Sunday I'm supposed to have a thing of greens. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. We don't do that junk in here. But yet still, if I'm the leader of the church, I mean, can you listen? Then if you're overly qualified to listen, you need to start your own church. All right now. But you didn't pass the knowledge barrier. If you got your own way to do it, man, start a church. And take those that will follow. Because we sure don't want them in here. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing like a misplaced person. Dude, you will cause problems for the establishment if you're misplaced amen go on first peter five and five and in the same way let the younger men be ruled by the older ones yeah and this isn't talking about age this is talking about age and the faith let all of you put away what pride and make yourselves ready to be what servants for god is a hater of pride but he gives grace to those who make themselves what summary the enemy's job is to alienate you from the truth about yourself yeah he wants you to be so prideful about who you think you are and what you're doing until you never examine yourself the bible says a man that thinketh himself to be something when he is nothing does what he deceives himself ask me I tell you you're nothing you are deceived brother you're deceived 
walking around deceived, thinking you are something and ain't got nothing good going on. Are you deceived? Wake up, man. But that's the enemy's job. You don't know the truth about yourself. It's always somebody else. Always somebody else hurting you. Always somebody else messing you up. Always somebody else seeing they did this and they did that. And they, 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 they. they. Ain't never you. Yeah, boy. You're deceived. The devil knows that if he can get away, get you away from the truth about yourself, then he can keep you in bondage. So the first thing he desires to do is make you find fault in the very ministry that changed your life and removed you from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because once he does that, now ministry that came and blessed you and changed you and all of that, but once he makes you find fault in that ministry, then your whole foundation is shaken. And so he wants to remove you from it. Remove you from it. The devil will always prey on those that have issue with leadership because of past hurts and problems. And his job is to make you question the validity of all leaders and the very need for them. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, you, 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 you fell out with enough leaders until now you're trying to even figure out, do I really even need that? I think I'll just get on the island of Patmost. I don't really need a leader. What do I need a leader for? Matter of fact, I think I'm a leader. Yeah, that's what I am. Because <laughs> yeah. you done fell out with so many until now it's just something's wrong with everybody. All leaders. Once we lose faith in the church, its structure and authority, then we put ourselves in position to struggle in this life. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, you. Oh, fool's heel. That's a rough climb. God created the church and blessed it and vowed that the gates of hell should not prevail against it. In other words, the church was his establishment to teach his people through those he ordained to lead. Yeah, he picked people, put them in a church, put his people in the church to learn from those that he ordained. In order for us to be in position to change things in our lives, we must first learn that God is going to work through the church he established and teach us through the leaders he has chosen. Y'all believe that? Anybody learn anything in here? Once we learn to submit to God's authority and receive correction through God's men, we can grow in the faith. Amen? Amen. Romans 10 and 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a what? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be what? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah said Lord who hath believed our report so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what the word of God the way we grow in this faith is by hearing and it is by hearing what 
But how will you hear unless someone is preaching? You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.